You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, I hope you're well and have had a good start to the day. I am making progress on my book. Now I've got the bulk of it done and now going through the self-review procedure taking into account the comments made by my book coach over the course of the past year that I've been working on it and getting uh, feedback and I'm working with an editor now as well who's kind of going through it and tidying it up and checking for you know pronunciation, grammar, uh, that sort of thing. So. That's how things are going on on my front. That's my big thing for this quarter that I want to get done by the end of March at least. Uh, by the time you listen to this, hopefully I've made even more progress uh, than from the time I'm recording it. But, you know, I wanted to come on and talk about, you know, productivity because, you know, we we sometimes our worst enemies that we know exactly what we need to do and we have a plan for the day but we never manage to stay on track we only manage to do what we say we were going to do and i've talked in the past about you know techniques about how we can uh, how can we stay true to what we say we we're going to do and how we can actually produce what we want to produce and ultimately hit whatever goals that we want to that we set ourselves and uh, I've kind of this has been a you know a struggle for me as well. How do you remain? How do you remain free of distraction? How do you remain productive? How do you avoid that procrastination? Because it affects us all. It affects us all because that our brains are designed to do exactly that. Our brains are designed to take us away from anything that is uncomfortable. Our brains are designed to avoid the pain of discomfort. And that is why if you feel the need to go and scroll on social media when you should be writing that report or sitting down to do your business plan or write that ebook that you know you need to or do your social posts for example anything that you find difficult basically if you find the need to be distracted to go and do some busy work like clearing your emails or go and scroll some social media or make yourself another cup of coffee or go and tidy your desk if you find yourself doing that chances are that the activity that you were doing is the exact activity that you need to be doing in order to make progress towards your goals and what you want to achieve. So one uh, one good tip that uh, I have for you before I go into the three things that you came on to listen to about which can boost your productivity is to, to live life by your calendar and to uh, diarize in your calendar exactly what you were going to to be doing and when and this is a much better method than living life by your to-do list see most of us we make to-do lists about what we want to achieve but we have no idea how long those things are going to take us because we are we have no idea you know in terms of uh, you know what we managed to get done and how long things are going to take and therefore we just have a long list we never get through it all and then we'll feel rubbish that we haven't done everything at the end of the day and that cycle could then repeats and we then uh, you know get burnt out overwhelmed stressed always thinking about the stuff that we didn't get done so a better way to live life is to actually live life by your calendar actually put in your calendar what you're going to do and then work on it during the time that you said you were going to work on it on so for example i have in my calendar every day 
there is no meetings booked for me between the hours of uh, you know nine o'clock and one o'clock because that is my deep work time. So in that time, not just deep, deep work and me time. So for me, it's I start my day after dropping the kids around sort of eight thirty. I go to the gym and then I go to a coffee shop around ten a.m. and between ten a.m. and twelve thirty p.m. is when I have my deep work session. So either I'll have put in that I'm working on my book. Or it'll be a mixture between book and writing content, or it will be a mixture between content and writing, say, marketing emails, for example. But something that re requires me to have uh, a period of focused time where I don't have any interruptions, I don't have any calls, I don't have to switch my energy between one task or the other. Because, you know, no matter how how we think we may be able to multitask, we simply can't multitask. Because what you're doing when you are multitasking, you're not actually multitasking, you're switch tasking. So if you're going from, you know, writing a report to then switching to answering a phone call or uh, looking at a, a, a Slack message or attending to that email notification that you just got, you are switch tasking, meaning that when you go back to doing that difficult thing that you were doing, it will take you 25 minutes or so, as the research says, to get back into the zone. 20 minutes to get back into the zone of what you were doing. So it's actually dead time. It's inefficient to be doing that. And therefore, you want to set periods of time, blocked period of time, when you're going to be working on certain tasks, when you're going to be attending to emails, and have it in the diary so you have the constraint of the hours in the day that you want to be attending to your work type tasks. So when you have that, when you have your kind of periods of work dotted around your meetings that you might have for the day, then as so long as you spent that amount of time on that particular activity, so if, as long as I've spent that hour and a half writing my book or attending to reviewing my book, then you know I'll I'll have been productive and I would have said I was going to do without distraction. So I. It doesn't matter if I've got it finished or not, so long as I manage to work on it during the time that I said I was going to work on it, then that day will have been a success or, or you know, that time period would have been a success. If, however, you know, I get, I feel the need to be distracted, then clearly I am not doing what I say I'm going to do. And research shows that people who live life by their calendar overall get a lot more done than those who live life by to-do list. So that's one kind of big overall tip for you. But coming on to the three things that you can do to reduce stress, to reduce the overwhelm, to make more progress, to feel more productive is as follows. First one is delegate. Second one is eliminate. And the third one is automate. So let's go on to the first one, delegate. We need to delegate the stuff that we don't need to do. Now, easier said than done, I know, but in terms of practical steps as to how to go about doing this, write a big list of everything that you do and have a look on that list. Is there anything that doesn't need to be done by me, that doesn't absolutely need to be done by me? If I was able to write a process or record a Loom video or give some training to somebody else in my team or a freelancer or a VA to be able to take this task away from me, can I delegate it? That is the only way we manage to then leverage our time because it's all about kind of leveraging your time and focusing your efforts on only the things that you can do to generate those 80% results. There is 
no point you doing the technical work if you can find someone at a lower notion allowed rate to do it for you. There's no point you attending to admin tasks when there's somebody else on your team or a VA that you can get to do it for you. No matter whether it takes you two minutes or five minutes or 10 minutes, all those minutes add up and they take up mental energy and they just add to an ever growing to-do list which you will or just take over your life and you'll never be able to make the progress that you want to. So think about what you can delegate in your business and get rid of it at the earliest opportunity together with, you know, having an adequate process to make sure it's done to your standard. The second one is eliminate. Are there things that you are doing in your day at the moment that are not serving you? Is there anything that you are doing that you could just stop doing that doesn't really need to get done? Now, obviously, there's the you know there's the clear and obvious uh, culprits here in terms of say you know, scrolling on social media or you know doing stuff which isn't really serving you. You know, registering for yet another webinar that is um, not really going to help you, and you know what needs to be done. You just need to crack on and do it. For example, is there anything that is not serving you? Eliminate that. They're probably the easier things to eliminate. The more difficult things to eliminate are those things that are disguised as work, that are just busy work. So things like, you know, reorganizing your folders on your desktop, for example, or, you know, getting down to inbox zero. Now, before you yell at me for, oh no, that's an absolute must. Maybe it is, maybe for you to, in order to maintain that particular order, you need to get down to inbox zero. But ask yourself, how much time are you spending doing that? Does it really need to be done? You know, fair enough. It, if it helps you to organize and stay, have that headspace and clear mind, then fair enough. Maybe it's something that you do. I used to be very, you know, focused on, on doing that. But now, if you looked at my inbox, you probably have a heart attack. There's probably, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the number, but it runs into the thousands of unread emails. Why? Because for a start, I, you know, I don't need to check my email. I don't check my email kind of all the time. I check my email maybe a couple two, three times a day. Uh, I don't get client emails anymore to attend with. I don't want to be seen to be replying to emails straight away either. And, uh, you know, email is essentially a place for someone else's agenda. Okay, so someone is emailing you, it's someone else's agenda. So e doing emails and trying to get down to inbox zero is just busy work. I think email, you know, emails are not, tidying up your inbox, getting to inbox zero is not the thing that's going to move the needle forward in your business. It's not the important stuff. My, it's the kind of the non-urgent or even the non-important non stuff. So, you know, find those busy work things that you resort to doing instead of working on those things which you find difficult. It's often the things that you find most difficult that you are putting off that you need to attend to, but you kid yourself that you are working by focusing on these, you know, busy work activities like tidying up your folders or, you know, getting to inbox zero uh, or, you know, um, checking your uh, notifications and, and all these kind of busy work activities. So see what you can eliminate, not just from the obvious distractions, but also the less obvious distractions disguised as work, the busy work activities, as I like to call them. So that's eliminate the second category to boost your productivity. The last one, so we've done delegate, we've done eliminate, is automate. What can you automate in what you do to uh, help you focus your time on more effective activities? So what can you make more efficient, for example, that uh, you can automate that doesn't require the manual intervention on your part? So. There are probably several things you can do, but some things that come to mind, for example, is uh, uh, appointment booking. 
process. So, you know, how do you, uh, your, your inquiry screening for new prospects and how they book a call with you, if you haven't already, and I'm sure if you've listened to me, I've gone on and on about Calendly so many times and how much of a time saver it is. If you haven't already got Calendly in your life, what are you waiting for? You need to get Calendly in your life. It saved us hours and hours and hours of playing telephone tennis with clients, of my uh, PA managing my diary. Calendly enables uh, prospects to be able to book calls with you and even clients to book calls with you without you having to spend time toing and froing in emails for uh, clients to get in touch to book a call with you. And now there's added features as well, which I've talked about in previous episodes. Check out the one I did on routing forms using Calendly so you can actually use the tool to qualify and profile your prospects. Ask them questions before they're given the opportunity to book a call with you, which reduces the uh, chances of you having to talk to tire kickers and time wasters. So great little feature if you're not using all Calendly already to automate uh, call booking for not just prospects, but also clients as well, you're missing a trick. So in terms of how you can use it for clients, again, you can, you can automate uh, the uh, say for example, okay, this is probably not an automation, but it's kind of using uh, technology to cut out the stuff that you perhaps you think you have to do. So uh, you might be doing this already, but a lot of accountants I speak to, they feel, and I was the same, that you have to have a year-end meeting with every single client. Sometimes that's not necessary. Just because it always has been done doesn't mean it needs to be done. And you can still provide value to a client without having to have that mandatory year-end meeting that uh, you do because you've always done it. Ask yourself, is it really necessary? Do I have to have this meeting with the client in order for them to finalize and sign off the accounts? Can we not resolve the queries? Can the team member not resolve the queries over the phone, by email, on a Zoom call in order to get the accounts finalized? And in terms of then reporting on the accounts, do all of your clients really need that year of meeting? Or do, would 80% of your clients not uh, miss it if uh, you didn't have to do it? An alternative for the year-end meeting is to actually record a video, record a Loom video, taking them through the accounts, the same things that you would do if you were in a meeting with them face-to-face, -face, and send it to them. And you'll find that they're probably very grateful to you for having explained their accounts and what they need to do and uh, what it means and what their performance is. And within that Loom video, you can embed a call link as well to say, well, if you would like to have a meeting to talk through it further or any other questions, then feel free to book a call. If not, then just confirm your agreement and we'll send the accounts to you for signature. So again, it cuts out the stuff that, uh, uh, frees up more time for you without, uh, you know, without uh, compromising on the value that you give because, you know, a, a video from you uh, explaining the accounts is could be as effective to uh, a large number of your clients as you meeting with them in person. Of course, there'll be some uh, clients that you will want to meet with, maybe your, you know, your A-grade clients that value actually meeting with you and that's what they've signed up for, then fair enough. But, you know, have a look at your client base. Not everybody will, uh, you know, appreciate it. Not everybody needs it. And some people will be glad that it doesn't need to be done. So have a look at that. See whether you can kind of automate that part of the process to free you up and uh, free up your time and uh, generate uh, additional kind of free time for you to do what you want to do to, for you to become more productive. So if there's anything else on the automate front that I can think of, um, 
social posts, for example, if you are uh, posting on uh, LinkedIn, uh, if you've already got content, there are tools that uh, you can use to schedule that content. I wasn't a fan of these previously, but I've come across a tool called Scenely, which I have been using to good effect. So my posts are already kind of laid out and we have lots of video posts that uh, we we have uh, in the pipeline and using Scenely just enables us to uh, batch uh, we've already batch recorded the content. It's a case of now uh, scheduling those posts. We can schedule them, meaning in a, in a tool which has an API with LinkedIn. So it, it's, it appears as if it's been natively posted, which makes a difference compared to other tools that uh, I know are out there like Buffer and Hootsuite, which uh, if you do a video, it comes up as a link as opposed to a native video. But it also gives you an opportunity to add a comment, add a reaction. And uh, as soon as that come through um, you know I'm there to engage anyway but it just saves uh, my VA time and, so, and she doesn't have to actually be there in the morning you know, three times a week to uh, do that post you can schedule them in advance which saves us a ton of time so that's where automation can help with that as well and no doubt uh, other things in terms of uh, you know automating the uh, replies uh, sorry the requests that go out for information which you can do from your practice management uh, software um, automating the proactive emails as well so here's one for you if you're not doing already I'm sure within your either your email software or probably more likely within your practice management solution if you have uh, email facility within there then uh, setting up a proactive email to go out to clients a couple of months before the year-end to invite them to a pre year-end tax planning call to say well you know your year-end is coming up it's a good time to consider uh, anything that you can do to reduce your tax bill for the year uh, and if you like to hear then you can give them a few examples of what they can do you know accelerating any uh, um, uh, capital purchases they were going to make any pension contributions uh, that sort of thing and if they would like to talk about it further then here is a call or link to book a call with uh, with the client manager so again it just helps you to uh, to be proactive but automating proactivity so it happens without you having to think about it uh, and so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone okay so hopefully i'll give some tips on how to boost your productivity through in those three areas so think about what can you delegate what can you eliminate and what can you automate and i'd love to hear from you if you've got any ideas and if you have uh, come up with anything under those three uh, broad categories of how to become more productive how to free, your, free up your time i'd love to hear drop me a message on linkedin It'd be great to hear from you otherwise as always hope you got value from the episode and i'll see you on the next one take care and bye for now I hope you got value from that episode. And if you want to spend more time together, where we go deeper on topics like pricing, marketing, sales, building a team and processes so you can build a firm that is less reliant on you, then come and join the TYP mentoring community. It's my membership program where I deliver practical mentoring sessions from my personal experience of building my practice and share resources that I have created and use in my firm. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel and waste time and money making mistakes like I did. There's an amazing community of 100 plus accountants that you get to meet every week, share challenges, best practices, and use the power of the group to shortcut your learnings. Go to resahuda.com forward slash mentoring to find out more. Thank you for listening. 
For more free content, videos, and resources, visit www.rezahuda.com. And if you haven't already, come and join the community in our Transform Your Profits Facebook group, where we support each other to build more successful, profitable, and impactful accounting firms.